Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest. But first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs for their support of the podcast. Wall of Fame is on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only raise money for your department, they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the trusted leader in digital ticketing. Hometown helps thousands of schools and organizations across the country seamlessly provide convenient digital ticketing options for their communities, their families, and their fans. Go to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts about how to create a great ticketing experience for your fans. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but they're more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They have reminders for parents about policies and physicals and all the forms that go with athletics. Final Forms can also help with team communication with risk management and attendance and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you and your program, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thank you to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and start creating world-class marketing content. Athletic directors, teams, and coaches are using Gipper to create content for their school's social media channels in seconds. They can use any device, and they don't need any design experience. As I like to say, it's so simple, even I can use it. Go to Gipper.com and start creating world-class content for your school's social media channels. We also want to say thanks to Huddle for their support. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their athletes play better using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools. They have smart cameras. They've always had analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle is also built for every level of play from club and youth teams all the way through high school and colleges 
and even the pros use huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest levels. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including the coaches, the college teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to say thanks to SnapRaise. Go to SnapRaise.com and see how better fundraising can make a better program. SnapRaise has no upfront costs. It's secure. Uh, you can monitor the progress. And best of all, it works. Choosing the best fundraiser for your school and your group is critical. And the SnapRaise fundraising difference is a winner. Our coaches have used SnapRaise for years. And you can also go to the SnapRaise.com website and see the thousands and thousands of dollars that other schools have raised using their platform. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com for more information. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. We use surveys for years at our school for just about everything, coaches, parents, and kids. And the information that comes back is almost always overwhelmingly positive. But the surveys also help identify that squeaky wheel parent that gives them an opportunity to vent, also gives you a chance to see if there's a small problem and maybe address it before it turns into a big problem that you didn't know about because you didn't do the survey. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going to Alabama for just the second time in the history of our podcast. And our guest today is Albert Whedon, Jr., Albert's a certified master athletic administrator. He's also the principal and the athletic director at Lochapoca High School in Auburn, Alabama. Albert Whedon, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on, Jake. I'm looking forward to this opportunity to share with you all today. Uh, well, again, we're excited to go back to um, Alabama for the second time. And yeah. I'm excited. We'll get into this. Uh, obviously, being an AD is challenging enough, you know, wearing that principal's hat and the AD. Um, I'll, I'll bet the athletic director doesn't have budget issues with his principal at your school. Okay? <laughs> but uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that later. Definitely. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So okay. give us that quick bio, maybe take, yeah. uh, you know, three minutes to uh, squeeze in your whole life, but only take us up to the college years and then we'll okay. take a break. We'll come back and hear about, you know, the actual career. But where yeah. was Albert Whedon uh, from? Uh, you know, where did he grow up at? Well, hey, I'm from L.A. <laughs> so most folks think about what, Los Angeles? No, I'm from L.A., I know Lower what, Alabama. I know what L.A. stands for, yeah? Okay. Lower <laughs> yeah. Alabama. Lower yeah. Alabama, man, right here in the southeast. I'm from Andalusia, Alabama. Went to Andalusia High School. Uh, grew up here all my life. Uh, you know, high school, all the way through college. But um 
just so, so, so folks will know, Andalusia High School is where Robert Ory went to high school. Okay. Um, famous basketball player, uh, went to Alabama, played college basketball, and uh, played in the NBA and won maybe, I think, about six or seven championships. I was going to say, he had great timing to be on some championship teams. Yeah, and he was he a heck did. of a player, too. No, yeah. yeah, big shot Bob is what they call him with the Rockets, <laughs> the Lakers, the Spurs. So, But that's my hometown. I love it. Um, did a lot of fishing growing up. Um, played a lot of sports. Um, believe it or not, I was – you know, playing basketball, football, baseball, even tried my hand in tennis, believe it or not, you know, back then. So ended up getting a basketball scholarship um, to Troy State University. Um, before then, though, I won a state championship, the only state champion. So I'm going to toot my own horn here at Andalusia High School, 5A state champion, MVP of the state. So I was blessed enough to use basketball as a stepping stone, you know, to work my way up through athletics. Um, you know, got me a scholarship. I also got an academic scholarship to attend Troy State University. Um, the only school I wanted to go to. My parents, my mom went to Troy. All my, my family members went to Troy. So it was, you know, it was only like 40 minutes from my hometown. So it was like I was going to Troy no matter what. So I went there, played college basketball, played for a guy named Don Maestri and uh, Coach Jeff Felix. Uh, if you know a little bit about Troy, we have the nation's scoring record. We beat DeVry University. I wasn't on that team. Uh, like 263, maybe to 150 or something. So that's what Troy State was known for. <laughs> I guess running that scoreboard up back then. Um, when I was there in college, um, I actually wanted to major in sports medicine. I wanted to be a sports medicine doctor when I got to campus. But when I first got there, my I guess the person over the sports medicine program told me that, hey, you're an athlete. You know, it's going to be impossible for you to do all the clinicals and all these different right. things. And somehow they talked me out of it. You know, I want, that's what I wanted to do. I can't do that right now during these times, but back then they talked me out of it. And then that's how I ended up going into physical education and into coaching. Um, got my high college degree. I um, got my master's while I was in college and playing college basketball. Got my first job uh, as a basketball coach and quarterback coach at, in Eufaula High School, Eufaula, Alabama, which is right there on Lake Eufaula. And um, also a little bit about myself. I'm a self-proclaimed bass master too, Jake. <laughs> I can do a little fishing. So hopefully when I see you again, maybe we can do some fishing up that way in Orlando or down that way in Orlando. Well, we, uh, we live in um, what they call the uh, uh, Triangle Lake area. Okay. Uh, you know, Lake Eustis, Lake Dora. And I just, uh, well, we, my wife and I, we just bought a pontoon boat uh, last week. So right. uh, I, I'm not a big fan of fishing, but I love catching. So yes. uh, if, if, you, yeah, if you come down, you know, maybe you can take, I'll take you out and you can take me catching. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Catch a couple of big, big bass down there. In Florida. Absolutely. I love that. For our listeners, our guest today is Albert Whedon Jr. He's a certified master athletic administrator, principal and athletic director at Lochapoca High School in Auburn, Alabama. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges, and they help thousands of schools and organizations across the country seamlessly provide convenient digital ticketing to their uh, families, to their fans, and to their supporters. Go to hometownticketing.com and talk to their team and see all the digital ticketing types and different types of events. It's not just for athletics, it's performing arts, it's dances, it's graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com and see how they can help you and your school. That's hometownticketing.com. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. We're visiting today with Albert Whedon, Jr., Certified Master Athletic Administrator, and he's the Athletic Director and the Principal okay, at Locha High School in Auburn, Alabama. Uh, you took us up to that, I, I think, that very first uh, job, uh, you know, teaching and coaching. Um, take us into those next steps of your career when you became an AD, and I'm, I'm curious about that whole principal thing. Oh, yeah, awesome. Well, my first teaching job, like I said, was at Ufala High School. I was fortunate enough to work for someone um, that saw me play in high school and, and basketball, and I guess coached against me in basketball at Ufala, and uh, they gave me my first position. But I wanted to be a head basketball coach. That's what I wanted to do. So I got a job in Shaw High School in Columbus, Georgia. Um, James Wilson was a basketball coach at Ufala High School that I beat in the regional playoffs, and he remembered me, and he said, hey, you want to move to – Columbus, Georgia, and be a head basketball coach. And man, that was the, the you know the highlight of my career right there, being able to go and work for a guy named Charles Flowers, who is just like an icon of sports. The only coach I know that win the state championship in football and the state championship in baseball is the head coach in the same year. Oh, that was wow. pretty impressive, you know, for him to do that. So I learned a lot of things, you know, from him. You know, it just as a as being his been a mentor from him uh, about athletics, you know, how to deal deal with parents, how to deal with students, you know, students that come from a higher echelon of, of you know, and the students that come from lower echelon of life. So I, I got, a, got a lot of information from him when I was at Shaw High School. And, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't good enough for me at that point. So I wanted to move to Atlanta, Georgia, because that's where the Mecca of high school basketball was at that time, at least in my eyes, uh, hearing about all the legendary coaches like uh, Carter G. Wilson, who's from Georgia. He probably been on this podcast before too, but just being able to, uh, you know, hear about some of their stories and see some of their games and how they had the gyms packed. So I wanted to move to Atlanta. So I got the opportunity to work for Fulton County Schools as a teacher and a basketball coach. And that's when I started doing some AD work as an assistant athletic director in Fulton County Schools at Tri-Cities High School. And, um, you know, everything went well. And I got a chance to, you know, build relationships with so many different people, you know, in the coaching profession. Now I'm doing it on the athletic director profession. So it's a, it just came, it, it brought out a different light for me, you know, just dealing with students only on the high school level. Now I'm getting information from my cohorts because, you know, we learn from each other. That's the best wealth of information is being on these podcasts and listening to what people have to say and listen to their values and things that they take, you know, to dear to their heart and trying to and use that passion to guide the decisions that we make every day as athletic directors. So as I was just moving on in my path as coach and teacher, um, got a little bit of assist, uh, athletic director's uh, experience as an assistant. My hometown, well, not my hometown, but my home state come and call. It's like, hey, we hear about a great job you've been doing in Georgia um, and in Columbus and Atlanta. We want you to move back closer to home to Enterprise High School. So I left Atlanta, the mecca of all sports to me in my eyes at that point, to Enterprise High School and um, start coaching more basketball, winning, but that still wasn't really what I, the passion that I really wanted to do. So that's how I ended up getting into athletic administration and an assistant principal. I moved to Auburn, Alabama, and got a job for Lee County Schools working as an assistant principal and athletic director, which at that time, like, oh, you're an athletic director and an administrator? You know, that wasn't really the, the ram here in Alabama. You either was the head football coach and athletic director, and that was it. So I kind of opened up that Pandora's box, if you will, I guess back in 2011, here in this county as far as athletic directors being administrators. Uh, from that point on, um, 
Um, I started interviewing for principal positions. Jake and Lutcherpoca High School opened up, got a position as the principal. And I can remember this day in the interview, I talked to the superintendent and told him, I said, hey, you know, what about me being the athletic director? And he was like, what do you mean? He said, well, I'm the athletic director now at the middle school and as assistant principal. I said that it gives me a more ram to open up more relationships with staff, mm -hmm. students, and I have a more meaningful impact, you know, coming from an administrator. And he was like, hey, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> That's what he told me. And long story short, you know, I've been the athletic director and principal here at Logipoca High School for the past, going on my six years, the principal and athletic director. And uh, it's, I did a presentation at Alabama High School last week at our summer conference of juggling dual roles as the principal and the athletic director, uh, which is pretty awesome for, you know, for me when I went through it down there at that conference last week, because it can be done. And at the bottom line, you're trying to impact students. And that's the ultimate way to be able to impact the students and the teachers and the coaches, you know, all at the same time. And also the impact of the community, which is the umbrella, you know, over that student to move students, whether it's athletics or student achievement and in, in life. Yeah, well, I, I wish I would have been in that presentation. Um, you know, obviously, we all know about as athletic directors, um, yeah. you know, you've got the kids, you've got the parents, you know, the, the teachers there because they're student athletes and just working with that dynamic. And then principals obviously have a much more global vision. Yeah. You know, the AD, you know, we're just worried about athletics. Uh, wow. You know, the, the principal's got everything else. Boy, you're making the rest of us look bad by doing such a great <laughs> job uh, with that. Um, do you see a time where you might let go of one of those? Obviously, as you said, it gets you connected with all of those uh, constituents. Uh, but do you ever see a time where you know you you might hand the torch to someone else? Yes, I do. I do. I see that time coming. Um, you know, very soon, actually. But at the same time, even when I give that torch to someone else, and we all know it's principals and those APs know, you can ask, uh, who is it? Rich Barton, he was an assistant principal and a, an athletic director. You can ask him, that hat would never go off. You know, mm -hmm. if, you, if, if you're the principal of that school, you're going to be at the athletic event. Mm -hmm. If the athletic director can't handle this situation, who are they going to be talking to? The yeah. principal. So mm -hmm. you're still going to be in that realm no matter what. You know, so, but I do see a time where, all right, that due to be released to someone full time, but I'm lucky because I have two assistant ADs. So that helps things go a lot, lot smoother for myself. Oh, no, absolutely. Okay. I wasn't even a principal and I had an assistant AD. So yeah. uh, <laughs> for our listeners, our guest is Albert Whedon Jr. He's a certified master athletic administrator. He's the principal and the AD at Lochapoca High School in Alabama. He's also a member of uh, Nomad's Board of Directors. We'll talk about that a little bit later, uh, but we're going to take a break quite right now. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but they're more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with... Um, mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come with athletics. For coaches, final forms can help with communication with attendance and even help coaches get their certification taken care of. And for athletic directors, final forms can help 
with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started on the Final Forms team. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Again, our guest is Albert Whedon, Jr., Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Uh, Albert, uh, as I mentioned, we get a lot of younger ADs that listen to the podcast, and I think it's important for them to hear about the journey that you and I have both been on um, with the NIAAA. So yeah. share a little bit. When did you first find out about your state association and LTI courses? You know, take us through that, uh, that journey. Well, it started back uh, when I first moved back to Alabama. Um, I knew we had a conference, but I wasn't, you know, really familiar with it other than when I was playing high school basketball. I made Alabama All-Star All-Star team versus Mississippi. So I know a little bit about there was a conference and the different activities. Here in Alabama, I think we do it just as good or better than anybody as far as doing conferences. We do a fall conference uh, where you can come up uh, a little bit smaller, where you can, you know, get information about cheerleading, all of the fall sports is going on. Uh, a little bit about wrestling, winter basketball, sports clinics. But the main conference we do here in Alabama is the spring conference, which is mandatory for principals and ADs. And the summer conference that we do, that's, you know, mandatory again for all principal and ADs and for head coaches. Um, I'm very fortunate to be the principal. So I make sure that all of my staff members go, whether they are a head coach or an assistant coach. Um, you know, we're all about lifelong learning, professional growth. And, um, the Alabama High School Athletic Association provides the best conferences where you can take LTC classes. You know, you can hear different speakers. You know, we had Auburn football coaches and Auburn basketball coaches this past week here at the Alabama High School Conference. So you got an opportunity to hear from college coaches, you know, sports specific, whether it was wrestling, baseball, whatever sport it was, you got an opportunity to get the professional development from the medical doctors and advisors Alabama, Auburn, all throughout the, you know, the country talking about concussions and, you know, even legal issues. You know, we take that class LTC legal issues, but you get to hear it firsthand by lawyers. You know what I mean? Like it get real then. So those coaches need to hear that, um, you know, getting involved in that professional development, which is the best, I would say, all across the country. That led me, you know, just doing those little conferences led me to the NIAAA, which I had without a doubt by by far, the NIAAA has the best athletic, you know, conference for athletic directors in the world. Uh, then nothing gets better than, than a national conference. So by teaching those courses, it gave me the insight on, you know, lifelong learning, want to get better in my profession. And I wanted to trickle that down to my coaches, you know, getting them involved in our summer conference, our spring conferences to better themselves because if they're better at what they do. Then it's going to make me look good. <laughs> it's going to ultimately though, you know, deal with the educational based athletic with our kids and making sure they're doing the right thing so they can become productive citizens you know make a contribution to our society so i think it's very important that you know all coaches go to that professional development you know on their high school level as high school and middle school ad's also you know we do middle school conferences at the same time where you get you know information from all the, the principals and athletic directors across the state come in and do workshops for new ad's we have a uh, works are called new athletic director so it's very important that they get that you know professional development if they're trying to be better in what they're trying to do 
And I mean, that's what we're trying to do, move forward and, and with growth. So, I mean, I've come a long ways as far as playing in high school and going to that conference as a player. Now as a coach and principal and an AD, still getting that professional development because you learn something new every year for those conferences. Oh, no, absolutely. I appreciate you giving the shout out too. Uh, two things, you know, uh, you mentioned you have a new ADs workshop. Yes. Uh, if you would like uh, to get some free copies of uh, our books, you know, the Adelaide Director's yeah. Toolbox to give to yeah. those new ADs, let me know. Be happy to send them out to you for free. Definitely. That'd be awesome. Also, um, the CMAA, I was on the certification committee for a number of years. Uh, and it seems no matter how hard we try to um, let people know that the, the CMA project uh, will help you with it. It's not a foreboding type of thing. Uh, right. We still hear that a lot. What was your project uh, just briefly and how, uh, I'll put it this way, how easy was it to do? <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, I thought it was going to be easy, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But it was not easy because of all the hoops I had to jump through, not dealing with NIAAA, but I started volleyball at my middle school and I started soccer at my middle school. So I had to go through a lot of different things, you know, just to, from the budget to, you know, going out and make sure I had the right lobbying for the right people to make sure, hey, we just push hard for, you know, for the women, for the girls, they need something, you know, they need something to do in the fall. You know, it's football going on here in Alabama. And, the, and of course we had high school volleyball, but the middle school program, you know, didn't have volleyball. So I wanted to implement volleyball. So now we have a feeder program. So there's a lot of things we had to do. And I also wanted to implement soccer in the spring. So I brought all those things that I implemented at my school. So it took me a year or two to get that thing, you know, all the rolling off the ground to get it sanctioned. You know, we had to start out first as a, I guess, an intramural squad, you know, and then we end up, you know, joining, I guess, with the association to become a full-fledged, you know, team at the middle school level. So I thought it was going to be easy <laughs> and it turned out to be um, a hard project, but it was well worth, worth it. Well, the, the project of course uh, was consuming and, you know, it took a long time, but yeah. the, the actual um, r recording and documenting and sharing that in your project, you know, yes. that was a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For our listeners, our guest today is Albert Whedon Jr., Certified Master Athletic Administrator, Principal and Athletic Director at Lochapoca High School in Auburn, Alabama. We're going to take another break, but we will be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to SnapRaise. Go to SnapRaise.com and find out how better fundraising makes better programs. Get away from the fundraising headaches of the past. SnapRaise has no upfront cost. The data is secure. You can track progress very easily. And what's best, it works. Our coaches used SnapRaise, and it was just fantastic. Uh, choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is critical, and the SnapRaise digital difference will be a winner for you and your school. Go to SnapRaise.com and check out the thousands and thousands of dollars that they have helped schools, athletic teams, and coaches raise for their programs. That's snapraise.com. Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com for more information. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Albert, we always like to have our guests have an opportunity to acknowledge the mentors that they've had in their life. You know, none of us get here on our own. So who are some of the people that have helped you along the way? Sure. Um, I think my biggest one, I start with the biggest mentor was my high school driver's ed teacher slash basketball coach, AD. He did it all. Um, a guy named Coach Richard Robertson, Hall of Fame coach here in Alabama High School Athletic Association. And he also uh, coached and taught my mom, too, So and, and everybody else in the uh, in Andalusia, Alabama. He was the only driver's ed teacher. <laughs> so everybody from 19, I guess, 70 on all the way through, I guess he just retired in 2000, probably 14, you know, new coach Richard Robertson. But he was my mentor. Uh, um, I learned a lot from him and just when I was, a, I guess, a teenager in high school, and I'll never forget it. Uh, he used to tell us all the time, uh, you, you kids, you're a victim of your environment. You've never been nowhere. You haven't seen anything. And I know it, it sticks with me everywhere I go. Like, man, you know, I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to do something. And before every practice, whether it was football practice or a basketball practice or whatever sport it was, because he also was the head football coach too, by the way, he would always sit down and talk to the team first before he even started practice. You know, he had some guys going to sleep, you know, because <laughs> he would talk for 30 minutes to an hour before practice, you know, even got started. I never forget all the conversations that he had, you know, with all his players and about life and being better citizens and, you know, being better, being a, a productive citizen to society. What can you do to make sure that you are better and you're going to do something for your family? Don't make your family look bad. It's all those different conversations that kind of, you know, boiled in with at that time, you know, as a 16, 17, year old, I was like, all right, whatever coach, you know, we're going to do whatever you tell us to do. Let's get to practice. But you just remember those things as you get older, and uh, you get to reflect on all the things that he was really telling us about, in, like life, government, economics, just he would always go buy a newspaper. <laughs> you know, I don't know if anybody still reads the newspaper, but he was one to go buy all three editions, four editions of the newspaper, like the Andalusia Star News, the Birmingham Post-Herald, Dothan Eagle, Montgomery Advertiser, just reading the news and always telling them about stories and giving us examples of, hey, this is what so-and-so did. Don't you go do like so-and-so. And, um, you know, I took all those life lessons um, as I got older and started putting them together. And, um, and he was an awesome mentor and coach for me. Um, I guess my next mentor would probably be, like I said, uh, probably Coach um, Flowers, just learning the uh, how the, the body works as far as developing the athlete. There was no better person that developed players on the high school level than I would say probably Charles Flowers in football and baseball. Um, so I, I kind of applied that to all my sports that I coached. And um, I learned a lot just for us, you know, developing the, the total athlete probably from Charles Flowers. Wow. That's uh, so cool that, uh, you know, you've got those career educators yes. uh, as, as part of your network. Um I think you look at those successful programs in, in any sport, um, successful with wins, successful with legacies, successful with tons and tons of kids. Um, and somewhere you've got that coach, maybe it's a head coach, maybe it's an assistant coach that has been there 25, 30, maybe even 40 years. Uh, really, really cool stories okay. to share. Okay. Our guest is Albert Whedon Jr., He's a certified master athletic administrator, principal and athletic director at Low Chapoca High, also on the Nomad Board of Directors. Uh, we're going to take another break. I know it's a big surprise, but we will be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast.
We want to say thanks to Huddle for their support of the podcast. At Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help elevate the performance of their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They've got online tools. They have smart cameras. There's always been analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle's also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including the college coaches you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, our guest is Albert Whedon. He's the principal and the athletic director at Loachapoca High in Auburn, Alabama. Coach, um, one of the things we like to do with this podcast is the idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that y'all do at Loachapoca that when you take a step back, you can say with equal parts pride and humility? Uh, boy, we really do a good job with this. Uh, do you have any best practices you can share? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think here at Lutzpoka High School, which I say we have the best high school in, in the state of Alabama. I'm very proud of that poker pride. I don't know if you can see it right down the screen, but we take a lot of pride in everything we do here at Lutzpoka High School. Uh, one of the things I think that we really, really uh, are hands on with our athletes, uh, you know, we, you know, sometimes in some cases, you know, we, it's, a, it's a high poverty area here um, in the community that we in. So we are very hands-on. We like to know everything about our kids, you know, how the day is going, you know, how things going on at home. We, we, we're very big on building relationships. Um, part of my, I guess, uh, leadership model is PRC. Uh, you know, we want to be able to build positive relationships with our students so they'll feel welcome, you know, when they come in our buildings, when they participate in our sports. Um, all throughout our school, they know they can go to any teacher, any coach, and uh, because of that relationship we have. And sometimes we had to step back because students want us to step out. Hey, Mr. Weed, you, you know everything about me. Of course, you're an athlete here, and we want to build that relationship with, with you to make you sure you feel like you're at home. You know, whenever you go home, you can talk to your family about what we're doing here at the school. It's a trickle-down effect. Uh, we use it to our advantage because we can talk to parents in the interpersonal type of way uh, when we see them at the game. It's never... I guess, personal if something's good or bad because we have that positive relationship where no matter what we can spin it and make a, a bad thing a positive thing. So that's one of the things that we like, we like to take pride in with all of our student athletes is building a very you know, positive relationship with every student athlete you know, at the school so they can feel at home no matter where they go. They can always remember that poker pride. Um, that's why we put it in our emblem and our crest on our um, you know, seal. So they can remember all right, what it was like to be a poker student, what it was like to be a poker athlete, you know, that just personal relationships that they built throughout those four years. In my case, I'm seven through 12. So I get them for two more years, so six years, and they can go back and build on that with their family and come back and, and they can always remember that poker pride. So uh, one of the best practices is that we are very, you know, personal with our athletes and build very, you know, close relationships with them. Um, some people might not see that as a, I guess, kind of a, um, a, a best practice, but with us, 
it's all about relationships and um, especially as, as athletic directors, as coaches and teachers, you have to build that relationship to get the things you want out of your athletes, you know, to get everything, you know, out of them that you can and for the betterment of them and also the betterment of the school. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, coaches and athletic directors, you know, they're always talking about creating a culture or building a culture. And, and that's exactly what you're talking about, that it, it's not just a, a catchphrase. I mean, it's on your, your seal of your school, you know, that's how important it is. And again, you know, you've got, you've got a little bit of advantage here, uh, you know, having administration behind your back as, as the AD. But, it's a no-win uh, situation, huh? No, nah, it's yeah, a win-win for me. <laughs> exactly. No, but but again, the, the point that you make, the relationships that you build with the kids, you know, on the fields, in the hallways, in the classrooms, in the community. Okay. Uh, you know, I love it. Poke a pride. Sir. Um, I mentioned uh, a couple of times that you're a member of Nomad. Yes. So we consider that a best practice too. I'm actually a member of Nomad too. Uh, I'm not oh, yeah. on the board, but uh, share with our listeners who might not have heard, you know, what is Nomad and, and why should they get involved? Why should they uh, know about it? Okay, well, NOMAD is a national organization of minority athletic directors. Um, it's an organization that's a grassroots organization. And it started, you know, when COVID hit, you know, we had a lot of unrest in our community uh, throughout the world, you know, globally. And um, that's something our founding fathers started. Uh, we started with Zoom calls, like we right now we're on a Zoom call here. And it's all about just building relationships with somebody from a different perspective. So no matter what walk of life you come from or what capacity you may be in, you can always share your ideas with Nomad, you know, no matter what part of the country you're from, because we spread out through all over the country with Nomad members all the way to Hawaii. So we welcome anyone to join. We're inclusive. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, another great conference um, in, in, in our AAA in, in Nashville. Last year we was in Denver. And uh, we had a great conference and we had Dr. China Jew who spoke about diversity, equity, and inclusion. This year, we're looking forward to Nashville again, Candace Story Lee, the athletic director at Vanderbilt University coming to speak, uh, you know, to our NIAAA DEI committee, NOMAD, you know, global women of sports. So we're taking, um, you know, all the minorities or anyone who feels comfortable coming and sharing and speaking with us uh, and sharing with us and joining NOMAD. Uh, you know, like I said, we are very diverse, we're very inclusive, and we have a sense of belonging. Uh, no matter what, you know, area you're in, we want you to belong, and we want you to feel like whatever you say matters, you know, and we all are sharing every, all different ideas and different ways, you know, to, to implement different things, especially when COVID hit once again, you know, we was trying to get the back to school startup kit back, you know, like what is this part of the country doing? Uh, folks tease me all the time because we was in Alabama and I say, man, we wide open over here. That was <laughs> pretty much what I was saying. So we was getting best practices from every state, you know, and to see what was working, what was not working. Um, and that's kind of what we was doing. We're doing here now with Nomad. We're just, you know, a grassroots organization. Um, you know, we, we're looking for anybody that feels like they're diverse or anyone who wants to join. We're very inclusive um, in order to, you know, share, you know, what you're feeling and be honest and feel a sense of belonging. No, absolutely. Uh, and again, I think I don't want to mess up the uh, website. I think it's uh, nomadassociation.org. Yeah, the Nomad Association. The Nomad Association. Thank you. Yeah, I knew I'd screw it up. But uh, <laughs> the people in, in Nomad, they're, they're you, they're me. 
their yes. leadership though is off the charts great yeah. great leaders uh, some giants in our profession uh check it out get involved support them uh the nomadassociation.org okay yes. we're gonna take another break um but uh we've got a lot more coming please stay with us this is the educational ad podcast we also want to say thank you to gipper for their support go to gipper.com and start creating world-class marketing content for your school's social media channels you can do it in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience as i like to say it's so simple even i can do it go to gipper.com and join athletic directors and coaches from across the country in creating world-class marketing content for your school's social media channel. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Albert Whedon, Jr., Certified Master Athletic Administrator, Nomad Board Member, and he's the principal and the AD at Lochapoca High School in Auburn, Alabama. Uh, Albert, one of the questions we've been asking our ADs has to do with this idea of toughness. And, you know, I look back a uh, hundred years ago when I was in high school, you know, our, our coaches would say things like, you know, come on, Jake, you got to suck it up or come on, Jake, you got to be tough. And we kind of knew what they meant uh, in the many years since then. Uh, I think mm -hmm. we figured out much <laughs> better ways to communicate to kids and get those ideas across. But for me, I still feel that toughness is an important aspect of sports and of life. So my question to you, how can we help kids develop toughness while also being sensitive to the very real challenges that a Generation Z kid experiences that I never had to experience? Uh, do you right. have any advice for us? Oh, yeah. Um, I deal with that all the time. Kids always, you know, coaches saying, hey, we want tough kids, we want tough-minded kids. All different ways, you know, to say toughness, but I give you a prime example. I tell the kids all the time, you, uh, you think you're tough because you can bench press 200 pounds or something. So I go down there to the gym and show them. I say, all right, put you go ahead and do the bench press. So somebody might do 225, 230. So I said, put the same thing on there for me. And they go in there and, and see me, you know, rack 225, 235. Like, oh, man. I said, does that mean I'm tough? <laughs> huh? No, it does not. So here at Poker High School, Los Poker High School, toughness is all about your strength. You know, I break it down to kids. I want you to be mentally tough. I want you to be mentally tough. So in that game, you know, at the end of the game, you can execute that game plan. You know, you want to be psychologically in the game. Some kids think, you know, with toughness that you got to be big, strong and run through screens. All those things are, to me are not the definition of toughness when you're dealing with athletics, especially if you're dealing with educational based athletics. You know, we're trying to teach them all those things to do the right thing, you know, be that bigger person, you know, character, education. All those things are tough, Jake, in this life that we're living in right now, man. It's tough to do the right thing. It's tough to stand up, stand up for someone in a situation where they can be little or demeaned. You know, those are the type of tough people that I want around me that's going to stand up behind that closed door when somebody's talking about you. You know, that's tough for me. That's tough to do. It's a whole lot tougher than going down there and trying to, you know, bench press 235 or run through a blocking dummy or something. You know, you got to stand up in tough moments. And we try to tell our kids, hey, you know, we want you to stand up in those tough moments, not physically be stronger than the next person. Of course, that's good for athletics to be strong, you can lift weights and all that. But sports are won by situations. 
Are you tough in that moment? Are you tough in that situation that you're put your that you're putting yourself in? You know, I was watching the Olympics. Um, I guess last uh, night before last, I think the four by four hundred meter team um, women's team, and one of the young ladies, I guess, couldn't run. You know, that young lady that filled in, I think it was Abby Steiner, filled in for the Delilah Muhammad, if I'm not mistaken, to win that four by four hundred world championship. Like, think about how tough it is to be sitting there all this time training, and now it's your moment. You're ready for it. Mentally, you're ready. It's not how strong you are. You're ready for that moment. You, it's a tough situation, and, and you endured that and end up helping us win the gold medal for the world championships. So it's not about all about weights and being tough and running through people. It's about your mindset, you know, and about character, you know, the educational-based athletic that we all, you know, talk about and preach about so it's it's refreshing for me to see a kid being tough that way you know in the hallways somebody getting bullied or whatever case may be being tough so hey you probably shouldn't say that you know to so and so or that's being tough for me standing up to people you know and being there for someone that's that's really tough to do in our society now here in 2022 yeah i i just love that i love your phrase tough moments you know it's not that one thing that, that moment in the weight room okay that's not what we're talking about very very cool stuff okay we didn't do this earlier but we're going to do it again at the very end if one of our listeners wants to reach out pick your brain a little bit find out more about uh polka pride and some of the yeah. things you're doing there what's the best way that they can get a hold of you well i always give out my direct cell phone number and the best way is to call um i do a lot of texting of course but for me i like to hear your voice reach out to me 334-750-2071 that's 334-750-2071 you can call me anytime that way we can talk and then we can build that bridge of communication with texting and you know twitter and emailing i like to hear from you first and hear that passion you know that you have the the uh, you know for education uh, i appreciate you giving that out we'll do it again uh, at the end of the podcast. Uh, once again, our guest has been Albert Whedon Jr., Certified Master Athletic Administrator, Principal and AD at Low Chipoka High. We're going to take another quick break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to Sideline Interactive. Our school was one of the first in Florida to have a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table in our gym, and it was just fantastic. Of course, we use it for games, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and it's a great way to raise funds through the sponsorships. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or send them an email at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and indoor video boards in action. You can also email them, like I said, at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information and find out exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, our guest is Albert Whedon, Jr., Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Albert, you were sharing during the break that um, sportsmanship is uh, very important. So uh, share with our listeners uh, some of the things that um, you guys do with sportsmanship in Alabama. Well, sportsmanship is very important here in the state of Alabama. Um, I want to put a plug in for our school. We This is our third year in a row for winning the sportsmanship banner. Um, the Alabama High School Athletic Association, anyone that does not get a fine or an ejection from the game, being a player or a coach, will be 
a winner of the Alabama High School Sportsmanship Award. And you get a banner and every year you can put, you know, the year that you wanted on the banner. And this is our third year in a row, um, you know, as winning that award. So we take it very seriously of, of the idea of, you know, being a good sport. And, and we literally mean that from coaches to players, even to the fans of, you know, showing good sportsmanship. So that's one thing I really would, you know, we do well here in Alabama with our sportsmanship program. Um, even if a student did get ejected, they had to get online and did an NFHS sports, sportsmanship course. And once they completed that course, the fine will be dropped down from $300 to $150 for that school. So it's a teaching tool for those kids or coaches who got ejected from a game uh, to go back and review, you know, our strategic plan about sportsmanship. You know, this we want to be good sports in everything we do. So I, I really, you know, want all states probably should move to that of making sure that every student athlete and every coach, you know, takes that sportsmanship course. And also if they do get a fine or ejection, uh, you know, they should go back and review that course to remember what, you know, what sportsmanship means. Everybody's watching you. Um, and I'm very proud of our school because this is three years in a row that we've won that sportsmanship award. And to put it all in perspective, only 57 schools won it out of 715 schools. So it's very hard to win the sportsmanship award every year without getting a fine or an ejection for your student athlete. So I really would like more, you know, coaches and administrators to put an emphasis on sportsmanship, you know, put those things in place about NFHS, the class is a free class and you can take online NFA, through nfhs.org, uh, the sportsmanship course and implement those things in your school and make sure that every kid takes it here. Every kid has to take sportsmanship or they're ineligible. You're not eligible to compete until you completed that sportsmanship course. That's one of the six you know, things that we have to do here uh, through the Alabama High School Association in order for our kids to be eligible. And the sportsmanship is definitely front and center. And it's an honor to be invited at that uh, summer conference like we just had last week on that Friday to being able to be invited to that luncheon to know that, hey, your coaches, you probably didn't win a state championship or win all the state championships, but you did win you know, that sportsmanship award and you was invited to the Alabama high school luncheon, which means a lot to the school. It means a lot to the central office, you know, the, the school board members and to your community that, hey, no matter what that school board says at the end of the day, we know that when you go to Logipoga High School or they travel to a game, they're going to show great sportsmanship no matter win, lose or draw. So, and that's educational based athletics to me, Jake. Well, I love you sharing that. And it was something that I really stressed um, at, at our schools as well. It's one of those things, as you know, uh, you worry, you focus on the things you can control. Okay. We can control our response to that bad call. We can control our response to an unsportsmanlike act from another player. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, our schools did very well. Um, in the sportsmanship, you know, we won a couple of state uh, awards for that. Uh, and as you know, if you're doing those things, if you're focusing on those things you can control, hey, the wins also come your way more often than not. It makes yes. you a better player, makes you a better team. It makes your coaches better. So uh, great it job. Makes you a better program. You know what I mean? You have a program now. A absolutely you know it's and as you you talk about that whole poke of pride i just love that that's great okay um albert this has been so cool visiting with you getting to know you a little bit making that fishing date uh oh, I can't wait, for orlando man. but we're not done yet uh, we always wrap up with our athletic director toolbox segment 
You've okay. already shared, you know, your way around the world of athletics, but when we come back from our break, uh, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break here from athletic surveys who sponsor the toolbox segment. And when we come back, we're going to find out what Albert Whedon Jr. is going to put in his athletic director toolbox. Please okay. stay with us. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Livetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. We use surveys for everything at my schools, for coaches, for teachers, for parents, and for student-athletes. And the information that comes back was almost always overwhelmingly positive. And it's going to be the same for you, but it's also going to give that squeaky wheel parent an opportunity to vent and maybe share a small issue that you can address and keep it from turning into a big issue that you didn't know about because you didn't do the survey. Go to athleticsurveys.com or send them an email at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the interview. We've been visiting with Albert Whedon Jr., Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the Principal and Athletic Director at Lochapoca High School in Auburn, Alabama. Um, he's a, an experienced athletic director, no question about it. Uh, but right now I'm going to ask him to send out a brand new AD on their very first job, but I'm only going to let him put three tools in the toolbox. Albert, what three items are going to go in your athletic director toolbox? Well, hey, if you are a new athletic director, yeah, this, this is kind of way out base for you new ADs, but you have to come with some type of branding for yourself. And with me, when people know and see me, the first thing I talk about is my professional, my leadership model, and I call it PRC. The P stands for being professional. If you're a new athletic director, you have to be professional at all times because you don't know who's watching you. We all know we got the camera phones out. Everybody's trying to put you on TikTok and all these different videos. So you want to be professional when you're out there in that field at all times. And when you are out there in the field, the R, you want to build some positive relationships. You have to build a relationship within your community. You have to build relationships you know, within your staff. You have to build a relationship with the students and the athletes that you're dealing with every day. So do not lose focus of that. So be professional, build some relationships, that's PRC leadership model. And the C, you know, I can't sit here and just be talking as an athletic director. I got to be competent. I have to know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? At least look like I know what I'm talking about. So if you're a new AD, you got to build some competency about yourself. That means getting you some professional development. You know, go to conferences, get on podcasts, you know, subscribe, listen to different speakers, read books, you know, go to different um, athletic director conferences. You have to get some competency about yourself so you can relate that, that professional development down to your coaches in which in all will make you look good. You know, so be professional, do you some positive relationships and be competent in, you know, in what you're doing. Uh, so help you with your, your, your toolbox. Wow. Uh, those are th three great tools and you, you kind of wrapped it all up into one idea. So uh, I'm going to open up the toolbox. Uh, what else do you got for us? You got uh, one or two oh, yeah. more? 
Sure. <laughs> so ADs, make sure you're listening now. That PRC model is my model, but hey, you can use it however you want to fit, you know, your philosophy. But another uh, idea that you definitely need to have, you know, in your toolbox per se, if, you, if you're going to be a strong athletic administrator, no matter what, you got to have a strong schedule. Um, with me, you have to be flexible. Um, I'm a principal and athletic director. Real quick, I can go through my schedule. This is very important for you, AD. I just did this, uh, I guess, session last week. When you first wake up in the morning, that's your, that's your time. You know, so you got to have that. I get up at 5 o'clock, 5.30 every morning. So between that time and it's time to go to work, that's your time to reflect. You know, you might want to go on a walk. You want to go on a jog. You want to exercise. You just want to get up and cook breakfast, make you some coffee. But you have to have that me time in order to be a successful AD. All right, I move on to the school day. From 6.30 to about 7.15 before school starts, I am touring my facility. Um, I'm, I'm wearing two different hats. I'm touring the facility as a principal and as an athletic administrator. I wanna see what's going on outside of my building, walking through the fields. I'm, you know, I'm going and you know, looking at practice fields. I'm looking in the gym, I'm walking through the facility. That's time for me to gather my thoughts for that day to see, all right, what needs to be done you know, as an athletic administrator. All right, school day getting ready to start. It's very important as that athletic administrator for you to greet your kids when they come in that door in the morning. Um, you know, 7.30, they come in that door to about 7.45 when school starts. You want to find out the pulse, the heartbeat of your school and your student athletes. You're going to know what happened last night by being at that front door and hearing what's going on. You know what I mean? So set you a schedule up, even through lunchtime. If you're an athletic administrator, Lunchtime is very critical for you to go in, build a relationship with the teachers, students, and visit coaches to find out what's going on in and outside of school. You know what I mean? So set you a good schedule so it correlates to what you're trying to do at the school, which will save you a lot of time in, in the evening time. So you'll, you'll be ahead of things going on. Boy, those I was didn't know. I don't know if you noticed. I was writing all those things down uh, in my spreadsheet. Great, great ideas, uh, and it kind of carries with the theme I think you shared. You know, those relationships with students. Yeah. You know, being present. Uh, great, great stuff. They need to know that you are with them all the way, man. You know, they they need to know you're gonna be in the hallways. You're visible, and they know that's part of you know that's part of the job. You know. And, and when you do those things, you know, whether it's your kids, your coaches, for you as principal, the teachers, you know, they're going to do great things for you too. Okay. Yes. Thanks so much for sharing today. One more time. If one of our listeners wants to reach out, find out a little bit more about how y'all do things at Loach Poca or just anything else to pick your brain about, what's sure. the best way they can get in touch with you? Once again, the best way to reach me is by cell phone. I'm, I'm happy to get my number out to everyone. It's 334 area code 750-2071. That's 334-750-2071. I would love to hear from you. Give me a call. Of course, I'm on social media. My school is Lochapoca AD. So that's that's my Twitter handle, Lochapoca AD, like you see it here on the screen, Lochapoca, and then AD at the end. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter. But definitely call me so we can connect and uh, I can give you all my emails and, you know, social media uh, credentials. Uh, looking forward to hearing from some of the listeners out there. All right. Well, again, thanks so much for sharing and uh, all the best uh, with the coming school year, which is just around the corner. Hey, August 8th, we start school. Um, our coaches start practicing next week. 
So, hey, thanks you, Jake, for ha having me on the uh, educational podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing this played over and over again on the internet so I can see. And I'm going to hold you to that fishing trip come next, all, next December, man, down there in Orlando. Abs absolutely. You bring the fishing stuff. I'll provide the boat and the, uh, the, the food and the beverages. How's that? Okay. Sound like a plan, as long as we're catching them. There you go. For our listeners, uh, the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for more best practices on the Educational AD Podcast. And before we go, we want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Science. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Come back just about every day for new content. Until then, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Music.